0: By the way, my last name's Lesegor, and my manager has been calling me Lesager for, like... I've been there <laughs> 10 months now. I don't even bother.
1: Do have you ever corrected, or you just like, that's my name? Never did. Never did. Ah, yeah. She asked me once that's what on my... That's well, hold on. on. You.
0: She asked me once what my last name was, how to say it. I said Lesegor. So now, since I told her it was Lesegor, she says Lesoger or Lesager, whatever it is, and I just... <laughs> Why even bother? Why even... You know what? (laughs) I mean, you were just like,
1: want it done. You're like, I'm doing it once if she doesn't get it right.
0: Yeah. you Well, and you don't want to make it awkward. Also, if you want to go through the rest of your life with that shit clanking around in your head, that's fine. I don't... I'm not going to be the one to, like, correct you. I don't want to make that weird, like, it's awkward then to go like, listen, now it's too late, right? It's too late to go.
2: Like, I've done that before where it took me, like, months. Like, I was in school. Like... (laughs) It was like middle school, high school. I can't remember, and I corrected them like way later. I was just like, it was embarrassing as hell. But I was just I, I was like, I can't, I can't take it. I can't take you it, can't do I can't it
1: anymore. I can't, I can't live this life anymore.
0: You didn't walk away like because at what point it's like a zero sum game. It's like I'm ten, 10, 11 months, whatever it is, into this job. Like, well, one day I'm gonna like pick my head up in the middle of a staff meeting and go, actually, it's less of more. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna look at me like. Hey, asshole, you could have told me that, like, I don't know, your no, second you, week here. at least
1: you get it. At least right. you get it. You're I, the jerk here, but <laughs> you just get mad. I think,
2: like, maybe just talk to her in private. I'm like, not okay. doing that.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> My hope is, is that in conversation with other coworkers, or maybe you'll get an award for something, and she's there at the banquet. I don't know. Maybe there's a situation... <laughs> Just ha- like
2: some- just share like just share like a fake story where somebody was saying like oh you know like i was my softball practice and they were saying less ago <laughs> or less a gore and i'm like what what is it that you want and it's like right. are you less than a gore like i don't know less ago
0: less- <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean i could something. i feel like no matter how i slip it in it's probably going to be pretty awkward i have to i feel like i have to rely on somebody else like i'm <laughs> i'm in a conversation with her and a coworker comes up to me and goes hey i was in the hallway at work the other day and somebody asked me how to say your last name that way i could go oh it's lessagor and then my you manager just gotta
1: start you just gotta start like uh the rock used to do you just say your full name uh, <laughs> just after every sentence just just like that person. is your new thing like yeah just you're a third person guy now
0: that's
1: a good call What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Exit 12 Homebrew and Craft Beer Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Brandon. With me, as always, is the other half of Exit 12 Homebrew, Nick. You can follow Nick and I at Exit 12 Homebrew on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And follow our homebrew journeys by searching Exit 12 Homebrew on YouTube. Today, we have an awesome interview. We have on the show today Leandra McGregor. She is the co-host of a video podcast on YouTube called The Melanated Council, live streaming every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time-ish. She has done improv and stand-up comedy, and she is a new home brewer. You can follow Leandra on Instagram at 7EANDRA and see her stand-up on YouTube. So before we get to all our wonderful things with Leandra, we have to figure out what we're drinking. So, Nick, what are you drinking?
0: So, what I am drinking, I'll tell you what, New England, fall, a little rainy, you know, we get some raindrops. In the office, I like to keep the lights off in my office. The lights above, they they hurt my eyes. Can't do that when it rains, because then it's super dark. Somebody knocks on the door, they open the door, it's super dark. I look creepy. It's a weird situation.
1: You, (laughs) wait a minute, before we move on, A- your boss thinks you're just snoozing in there. Yeah, the lights are off.
0: You're yeah, a
1: maniac. Fully off. Oh yeah, fully off. That's yeah. a maniac work <laughs> environment. If I love my employees. It's very relaxing. Their lights to me. off. Yeah, because you're probably sleeping. Little snoozing action.
0: <laughs> it's very relaxing to me. I like to have the lights off. But when it rains out, I can't because it's too dark and it's too weird. Um, probably as Brandon said, weird anyway. But nonetheless. It's rainy, it's dreary, it's relaxing. It's a perfect day for comfort food and comfort beer. So why not go with uh, an Imperial Stout? An American Stout, actually. Uh, but ABV is 8.6. You could probably consider it an Imperial Stout. It's by Treehouse Brewing out of Charlton, Massachusetts. The name of the beer is Double Vanilla Bean Double Shot. So Double Shot is their beloved coffee stout. Uh, it's a beer that is robust in its base. It's a conveyor of fresh and distinctive uh, coffee flavors. For this rendition, they added exceptionally large doses of vanilla beans above and beyond what is customary to ordinary vanilla bean double shot. So they have a beer called vanilla bean double shot. This is double vanilla bean double shot. Um, the result is rich in vanilla dense delight that any vanilla lover will be absolutely in love with. Think chocolate chip cookies, vanilla ice cream, and vanilla mousse. Delicious. So as you can see in the glass, very, very dark charcoal one would say brandon uh uh charcoal that hasn't been lit yet very 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 dark Uh, black 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 tan head about a quarter finger head um a lot of carbonation on this leandra as uh folks know i don't like stouts that are low carb Uh, i like a high carbonated stout it helps cut some of that sweetness and it doesn't make it taste so dessert like I don't okay. want a dessert in my glass. I want a beer. So let's get a nosy, nosy, nose-a-rooney on this thing. Dense chocolate for sure. Mm. Sweet chocolate, not like a baker's chocolate, like a Hershey's chocolate. Hershey's chocolate.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not getting a ton of vanilla bean.
2: Hmm.
0: Maybe if it Madagascar vanilla bean, possibly, possibly just a, a little touch, just dip it, little will dip in the beer of a little vanilla bean on the nose. Getting a bit of uh, the bitterness could be like from coffee. I don't know if, if you've had like old iced coffee. If you go to Dunkin' Donuts, get like an iced coffee, like 2.30 in the, mo- in the afternoon, you know the shit's been sitting. Mm-hmm. Which is a good, I mean, it's a good characteristic. It kind of sounds like I'm dogging, but right, it is yeah. a good characteristic. I, I love,
1: food. I listen, that's when you get them, you get them for like a buck. Duncan's got that like two to like <laughs> six. You just go in there for your afternoon coffee. This has now become the Dunkin' Donuts podcast where we just talk all Dunkins all day.
0: Duncan was created in Massachusetts. so it Yeah, makes I was sense. just
2: going to say, you guys are in the state for
0: it. <laughs> all right, it's pretty on brand. I mean, let's be honest. All right, I'm gonna take a sip. Cheers. Cheers. I like how it has like a
2: like a like a brownish coloring to it. it almost looks like peanut buttery, but it must be like the yeah.
0: chocolate. That's a good call out that I didn't mention. The head was a quarter finger and it was like khaki. It was like a it's like a dark you get definitely get the roasted malts on the head. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, with beers, the head is like white, but with these darker beers, if they do it right. The head is a nice, you know, kind of light brown, tannish color.
2: Okay.
0: Honestly, I don't get a ton of vanilla bean. I do get the uh, chocolate chip cookie concept for sure. This beer was canned in June. 8.6%. I've had it in the fridge the whole time. That's all right. So was that July, August, September, October, November. Looking at around five months old. Uh, but for an 8.6% American stout, that's that's all right. The vanilla bean has faded quite a bit, I would assume. I haven't had this beer fresh. But the chocolate's there. Mm-hmm. Definitely get that Hershey's chocolate, the, that Chocolat. You definitely get a bit of the coffee character, which is nice. Okay. It is still, even with the carbonation, a bit sweet. It is. Uh, it is bordering on that cloyingly sweet line. And that's the problem with like with American stouts, in my opinion, nowadays. Well, in my day, uh, when I was younger drinking, I really enjoyed a stout that was high carb and didn't have super, super heavy amounts of adjuncts. And now listen, it's double vanilla bean. What? So people listening are probably like, hey, dickhead, what do you expect? I, all right. Fair enough. Um you do expect some level of a confectionary characteristic, but it's, it is a little heavy. Um, I'll, I'll drink it, but it's a good beer to kind of let cool down, and see if the vanilla comes through a little bit more.
1: So, Nick, we should start planning and sort of just going off each other and figuring <laughs> out what we're drinking. Because I am drinking out of Charlton, Massachusetts, Treehouse Brewing. Uh, Dylan's shoes, which I think is the no dad shoes? iteration it's it's Dylan' shoes on here. I think it's the they real just... name is Dad shoes <laughs> yeah. but it says it's <laughs> Dylan's shoes on the thing but I think it is the dad shoes, which is an eight 8.2 percent milk stout brewed with chocolate coffee, graham crackers, marshmallow toasted coconut, toasted uh no I'm sorry coconut milk powder, Dutch cocoa powder vanilla, salt, water, taffy, hops, water, malt, and yeast. So they just threw a bunch of shit in this beer. Let's see how it is. A little, little ASMR. This is going to get all over my mic.
0: Oh, I couldn't uh, really hear that.
1: Yeah. Well, sorry.
0: So I think with this beer, both of these beers are made by the same brewery. I think that this one, hopefully, at least for for me, Brandon likes the beers a little more sugary. He, he doesn't mind less yeah carb yeah see that is very
1: carbonated <laughs> that's that's right down my alley <laughs> but uh yeah, i mean i don't, even head have, on that I don't e- oh yeah i don't even have to put this by my nose it's just like right here i can get the chocolate chocolate's coming through uh a little bit of breadiness like maybe some of that graham cat- cracker super sweet um yeah i'm not getting any coconut but on aroma mm. i don't usually get coconut so yeah, just a super roasty uh, smelling beer. So let's get a little sip on this bad boy.
0: And while Brandon takes a sip, to be fair, he mentioned not getting a lot of coconut on the aroma. We brewed a New England IPA with Sabro hops, and it bursted with coconut and Brandon didn't get it. So that is that is probably yeah. spot on for you, is that the coconut is a little bit harder for you to pick up on the aroma.
1: Yeah, so this is really good. Okay. When When I was listing out all the ingredients, I'm like, this is going to be a muddled mess because usually when it happens like this, it's either overly sweet or it's just so thick. It's like a drinking a milkshake. Um, this is really nice. It has a lot of the, the graham cracker and the marshmallow hit. So it's like a smooth graham cracker marshmallow hit. And then it ends with like that cocoa powder. Um, like, uh, like a Nesquik or something. um, so yeah, it's really good. Low bitterness, especially for an eight point two, and it's just a—it's just a really good dessert beer.
3: No, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: Leandra.
2: So I'm drinking a Belgian style specialty called Panic Attack by Holy Mackerel. It's a local brewery here in South Florida, um, Pompano Beach, to be specific. Um. It. Pour it. Let's see what it's looking like. I've actually never had it in the glass. I usually would just go to the brewery and get it, but it's one of my favorites.
3: Oh, actually, interesting.
2: Yeah, actually, um, I had a Halloween party on Saturday, and somebody was nice enough to leave this. <laughs> so that's great. A
3: Halloween party. So
0: what? What did, yeah, what, what did you guess. go as? What were you for Halloween?
2: Um, are you familiar with my hero academia the anime?
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I went as like I dressed as like one of like the, the like when they're in the school, like the school girl outfit. Very cool. So, yes.
0: Very cool. Did now did you have like a costume contest or anything or just people yeah. showed up and got drunk?
2: Yeah, people situation. just showed up. At, yeah, people showed up and got drunk. Hey, listen. I don't,
0: I miss those days. I'll tell you what. <laughs> a wife and a kid, I don't even know what those days are. So,
1: good for you.
2: Yeah. No. You get
1: drunk all the time. Right. True. It's usually alone, though, which is super depressing. I mean, it is. It's not, yeah. It's, all, it's just to cope with There Right. With there are different kids.
0: drunks. There's drunk at a Halloween party and with all your friends, and then drunk alone sitting on the couch after you just killed the DiGiorno's at two
1: in the morning.
2: I mean, both sound like a party.
1: <laughs> They're different <laughs> I get the drunk when <laughs> my kid has been screaming in my ear and I've been playing PJ Masks for six straight hours and I'm just like, I just need something. So, right. you know, there's different.
0: There's know. levels to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, for sure.
0: So what do we got on that beer?
2: So um has the ingredients here. It says Canadian malted barley, Goldings hops, a flavorful Belgian yeast creating a potpourri of flavor. Ooh. A fine sipping beer, met for special occasions like sundown. So I guess this is the greatest. <laughs> this is the best time to drink it. It literally Perfect. does say like sundown.
3: That's um, amazing.
2: Um, I don't know what I'm. Sp- I definitely smell the the hops and like mm. the melt the malted barley for sure. Mm.
0: Um, I wonder if I, maybe something floral. I mean, you meant they mentioned the Belgian yeast.
2: Mhm, for sure. It definitely has like a sweet smell to it. Um, what I love about it though is that it's 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 a very smooth tasting beer, especially if you get it like you know on draft straight from the from the brewery. And the reason why it's called Panic Attack is because it's a high, it has a pretty high percentage, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it says ten percent. Oh, yeah, shit, mean, This one was like nine point something, which is I guess practically ten percent. But uh yeah, you very- I think
0: you win. Yeah. You win the A B V uh battle tonight. <laughs> you yes. have the most uh <laughs> high powered beer. What do you get on the uh taste?
2: Um taste is very sweet. It's very smooth. Um it's not it doesn't like it doesn't like punch you in the face with like the alcohol taste. So it like it's just you know, like it's a very easy um like beer to drink. But the reason why they call it panic attack is because like it kind of creeps up on you like the like the like the drunk feeling you start to get oh, kind yeah. of like oh okay i'm i'm feeling this
0: <laughs> we've all been there that's yeah. the truth
2: but yeah it's 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 great one of my favorites and one
0: of your favorites sure. very cool
1: so before we get into our interview we have to figure out what we're brewing next so leandra what are you brewing next
2: um so I was going to brew a like a, a chocolate stout. Um, I buy my kits off of Amazon, or so. I I literally saw like there was a chocolate stout that was going to be delivered the next day. So sorry. So I was going to try and do that, but I guess it got lost in the mail and it never came. Oh no! So, <laughs> which like usually never happens. So I guess somebody stole this. They were probably like. Wait, I can brew beer. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. um, Yeah, Uh, so that was gonna be. I want to do that like around the beginning of October, so it could be done by like Halloween or like beginning of November. But as of right now, that's not gonna be the case. But I do want to. I'm probably gonna try to brew something this weekend, like start it up, because I actually got. Um for like one of the, like those like gallon carboys. So I want to try like, you know, making like smaller batches. Cause I have like the five gallon batches, which is just a lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. When it's, and it's, it, it always feels a little bit risky. Cause it's like, I could just mess this up and then I just have a fuck ton of beer <laughs> just to get rid of. But.
1: Oh, there's nothing worse than having a bad beer that you brewed that you have to drink because you are like I, I I made this I have to drink this and then powering through five gallons of it. It's just <laughs> it's it's kind of a rite of passage of a home brewer of just drinking your own shitty beer. It's like just wallowing in your own misfortunes and mistakes that you're right, like yeah. I will learn from this after drinking exactly. these five gallons of beer.
0: And, and so the other thing you could do on a serious note, if if you have four one gallon carboys, is you could split that batch up into different. And you could use different yeasts or you could use different hops, and it's a great way to experiment.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm planning on doing, just to, you know, just try different variations of things and just to see, like, what tastes good and, you know, what I like, what I don't like.
0: Yeah, that's that's – I'd be doing that, like, a ton because that's the best way to experiment.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so what we have brewing, we just brewed um, this past weekend, did a night brew day with a couple of guys in the BrewTubers Club uh www.brewtubers.com uh if you want to join the club um and so we brewed an american porter uh and we utilized a bunch of different grains and you know we kind of it was a bit of a they call it a pantry porter so to a pantry beer that we did a porter so to speak because we wanted to get rid of a lot of grains that we had in inventory so there's some uh Viking Pale Cookie Malt that hopefully give it a nice bready characteristic. There's Special mm-hmm. B. There's uh, two different types of Carafoam. One called Cara Body by Viking, which is a newer malt. It's very similar to Cara Foam in that it's supposed to give it head retention, body, etc. Um, and you know we we had such good luck with the um, British, or the English Brown Ale that we brewed won silver in the British beer category in a local competition. Great. Nice. Really enjoyed that uh it it thought it was a little aqueous but the judges apparently did not we haven't entered in a few other competitions but we wanted to we love the clarity we got on it so we wanted to do another classic style so we we did the american porter um it's currently fermenting we'll see how it turns out but other beers that we have that coming up um would love to do for a few years now we've done a cranberry pale ale for thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um The first year we did it, we added five pounds of cranberry in a five-pound batch, and it turned out to be a sour beer. It was supposed to be a pale ale, uh, but the tartness of the cranberries turned it so red and made it so bitter that it just was a sour beer at that point. We got no pale ale characteristics. (laughs) We got no bitterness. We got no tropical characteristics from the Galaxy Hops that we paid like four bucks a pound for because Hops at the time were on – Galaxy Hops were on short supply. Um but it was a, I mean, it was a good beer. We ran through the cake. Uh, probably the quickest I've ever drank a cake before. Uh, the next year, brought it down to like two and a half pounds, and then the year after that brought it down to like two and a quarter, so we're continuing to bring it down. We kind of like where it's at now. It's got a little bit of a cranberry essence with that pale ale character, and that's a great beer for Thanksgiving.
3: It mm, does sound
2: good. Yeah, That would be perfect for Thanksgiving,
0: yeah. Yeah, good. and we usually do, every year, we do like a cranberry pale ale for Thanksgiving, and then we do another beer, whether it's a you know, one year we did a pumpkin stout uh, that Brandon brought over, cold brewed pumpkin coffee that we added to it. Uh, another year we did a brown ale, uh, an apple cinnamon brown ale that we really yeah. enjoyed. So we time. like to have two beers for Thanksgiving. We'll see how that turns out this year, but uh, right now on deck we got the cranberry pale ale and then and then something else. So that'll yeah. be that'll be interesting.
1: Yep, and the only other thing we have is uh, hopefully by next week or probably two or three episodes from now, we'll have our results back from our last competition. We've done three in the last month and a half, which was bananas. And Mm -hmm. we should get our results back on the last one. And hopefully we can make it three for three with meddling. That would be very good. Speaking of
0: three and three on medals, we didn't mention that the second competition, we entered uh Donovan New England uh, IPA that is named after my son. And then the Brown Ale uh, in the second competition. The Brown Ale didn't place in this one this time, but Donovan won first in the New England IPA category. Nice. Uh, did not place in Best of Show, but winning a gold in any category will take, um, and and we're really excited about that. So we have technically pit placed in two out of the three of our first three competitions. Uh, actually, probably the last three to end the end the year 2021. So. It's been pretty pretty good for us. We'll see how we, as Brandon mentioned, we'll see how we do in that third competition. But hopefully, uh, we'll place. So we, Where we entered the Brown Ale, and we entered a different variation of a New England IPA called Sam, which we've won awards on before. With uh, that's kind of Brandon's, well, it's kind of Brandon's son's name. <laughs> that's Fine. what I was about to say.
1: It is his. It is his full name.
0: Technically, <laughs> not it's not Samuel.
1: Full name. He's Sam. He's only has three letters: S A M. Uh, Technically
0: speaking, that is his name.
1: It is. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we're going to get into this interview. Stick around.
0: So, Leandra, I don't know how much you follow football, but Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown pass this past weekend. Um, Being in the Northeast, obviously, we... Love Tom Brady. Most of us do anyway. He plays plays for the Tampa Bay Bucks now. But the wide receiver who caught the ball ran to the back of the end zone, gave it to a fan without realizing that's the 600th touchdown ball, which is an all-time record. So now the fan has this piece of essentially bar of gold in his hand.
2: Right,
0: yeah. Um, Brady wanted the ball, obviously. So an equipment (laughs) guy, somebody they show on video, walk over to the back end zone. And, like, talk to the guy back and forth who has the ball. The guy gives the ball back and come to find out, like, he didn't ask for anything in return, which is one of the most banana land things you can do. Ball is valued at over $400,000 right now. And he gave it away. Turns out he asked, he ended up getting a couple of signed jerseys, a signed football and a couple of years of season tickets, which ultimately all said and done is what, twenty, twenty five thousand dollars? No. Now he's a doctor.
1: Season tickets.
0: What, it's season tickets like or five it's grand?
1: grand. No.
0: no, it's not. It's definitely not. It's definitely not a hundred grand. Let's say it was. Let's say it was a hundred grand. You gave away a, a four hundred thousand, four hundred and fifty thousand dollar ball that you could have sold for essentially a hundred grand worth in gifts and prizes, right?
3: Right.
0: How big of a fucking moron do you have to be? To go, and I get it, you're probably freaking out because you got the ball in your hand, wide receiver gave you the ball, but at the end of the day, like if a equipment manager, if somebody from the team is coming up to you and going, hey, we need that fucking thing back, how are you not going to go like, you know what, nah, I think I'm going to keep it. I think you want this shit, I think I'm going to keep it. It just... Listen, I get he's a doctor, and like I'm I'm never gonna be that close to the field, so I'm never gonna be in that situation. But if I were, you better fucking believe I'm taking that ball, and the second I realize it's a a record breaking ball, like I'm leaving. You wouldn't have even had the chance as an equipment (laughs) manager to come up and find me. Like I was I would would have been gone already. That ball is sold before I leave the stadium.
3: Exactly. That ball
0: has (laughs) come under agreement to be sold for four hundred thousand dollars before I leave the stadium. Like that pays off my house. Are you nuts? I
1: know. I don't know. I. How do you, again, Nick, you leave with the ball. I, do you know a guy? Do you know a, a, a somebody who can sell a ball? Oh, I'm like, immediately going on eBay. You need to get eBay? it authenticated on eBay yeah, maybe, i mean you're going to sell a 500,000 dollar Tom Brady ball on eBay?
0: I mean you can go to a you can go to an appraiser like somebody that does mm-hmm. you know uh what do they call that not merchandise but um
1: pawn pawn pond stars you just go to stars, <laughs> you go to Rick, Rick the ball guy, guy and sure. say hey I got this ball and,
0: and you know he's going like, to like, go like I'll give like, you 2 grand for it. I
1: was like the best <laughs> i can do is 2
3: grand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's always a treat for us on the podcast to have guests, uh, especially guests that are as accomplished and have as much going on as Leandra does. Uh, Leandra McGregor, um, related to Connor and Ewan McGregor, which is really interesting. She told us that in email.
1: (laughs) Um, I didn't know that they were related. And now that I know that, that's excellent.
0: (laughs) They aren't related <laughs> to each other, but they are distantly re- related to each
1: other. Oh, it's a little Go yeah, little six she said degrees of separation.
0: She said, Nick, <laughs> don't put this on the podcast, <laughs> <but What>? loosely <laughs> related. Okay. I can kind of hear the distinction, the accent, Brandon, with her and Connor. I get it.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I get it all the time. She, right, that's right. <laughs> uh, she is, you better get it all the time. I certainly picked it out quickly. She is the co-host of a video podcast on YouTube called The Melanated Council. Uh, live streams every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She lives in Florida, remember. She's an improv stand-up comedian and a new home brewer. Uh, you can follow Leandra on Instagram at the number 7, Eandra. Just take the number 7, delete the L from, from her name, take the number 7, and then there's the rest of her fucking name, yeah, just Eandra. Put,
1: just or just turn L it right, down. yeah, upside down.
0: Flip the L, turn it around.
1: Nick is just one second. Nick, you're just realizing that, aren't you?
0: No, she said it in the beginning.
1: No. Oh. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did not know, though. You're right.
1: You <laughs> didn't know until she said it.
0: You can follow Leandra on Instagram at 7eandra and see her stand up on YouTube mm-hmm. under the same name. So, Leandra, thank you so much for, again, for joining the podcast to come in, uh, do a little chitter, a little chatter with us. Much yeah, appreciated. Thank you for having me. First, let's just talk about your home brewing journey. So, how long have you been in, interested in home brewing, or how long have you been into the hobby? And how'd you get into it?
2: Um, that is an excellent question. I've been trying to. Like,
0: I started off quick, baby. Hard hitters in the beginning. Hell yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I, 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 yeah, I'm a, I'm a very new home brewer. I started like probably, like, around, like, mid this year. Um, I've always liked breweries. Like, a lot of breweries have been, like, popping up in South Florida. And, like, a lot of them have been, like, close to my house, which has been rather convenient because I kind of live in the suburbs and there's, like, nothing around here. So, breweries were always just, like, kind of, like, a nice little chill place to go to that had free Wi-Fi. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like you know I like beer. Um, one of like always one of the things I always loved and realized about beer is that it's very, I guess like communal if that's the correct word. Like very like community. Like you know you kind of want to talk and chill, have a beer. I have noticed people tend to open up more with beer as opposed to you know like other alcohol like wine. I love wine. It kind of just makes me like get a little bit tired you know, like liquors, like tequila, whiskey, et cetera, just kind of, I feel like it's more so for like parties and, you know, just sort of hanging out, but you're not really like, you know, actually having like a serious sit down conversation and beer has always been sort of like that community. Um, <clears throat> I don't quite know how I, why I wanted to get into or how. Um, I think we all have that annoying friend who whenever you take them out to places, there would be like, oh, I can make this. I'm that annoying friend. So I kind of wanted to try it. And, you know, I, I really like it. You know, it's like, it's a very fun hobby. Um, so far, like the beer I've made have, have been successful. People have liked it. You know, they think it's really nice. It's, I think it's really interesting because none of my friends or, you know, anyone that I really interact with know other like homebrewers because you you know there's there's a difference between like going to a brewery and having a beer made by like that beer company even if it's a small one location beer company as opposed to someone who doesn't own a business or anything and it's just making beer you know in their kitchen so it's been really cool it's um been a really nice thing to um give like contractors that work on my home <laughs> And it's, you know, it's like, yeah, I could give you a beer. Here you yeah, go. Awesome. <laughs> so, you know, so they you know, definitely do good work. And,
0: and what are some of the reactions you get when you tell people you're a home brewer or you've home brewed?
2: They always go like, what? Nuh-uh. That's a, that's a big, I was like, what, you made this? Um, I actually had a, a party on Saturday, like a little Halloween party. And um, I actually had some of the beer I had that I made left over. And I was like, I was already drunk in a happy mood. And I was just like trying to give it to like, a, you know, a couple of people's like a 22 ounce bottle. So I just poured like a little bit just to give people a taste. And that was pretty much the reaction. I was like, you made this? You? It's was like, yeah, I don't know how else to say it. I made the beer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, only, it's like this beer you're drinking, I made it. It's like, I don't know like, I don't know if I need to like talk like Yoda or anything <laughs> for people to <laughs> yeah. understand. Uh. Um, no,
0: you need to uh, gain about 50 pounds, get a beard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe uh, have like a snifter glass. Have Maybe take like your finger, shirt. rub it around the rim, flannel shirt. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, a, a scarf would be great. Maybe some long uh, knee <laughs> socks as well. Right, Maybe some yeah. sandals to go with the socks. That's what you need. That'll complete yeah. the look. Mm. No, for sure.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Um. So you talked about it briefly. But what sort of started you on your craft beer journey?
2: Um, I guess it was just something I always felt like I was always just sort of curious about. um, I've been working from home since March of last year. And I've just been. And I'm always the type to like try to just get into like different hobbies and just try to do certain things. And one of my good friends, uh, he's done like home brewing a bit. And so, you know, I asked him, it's like, hey, do you want to help me make some beer? Because this is something I want to get into. I kind of, um, you know, bought the kit off of Amazon. I was just like, I hope I'm, you know, like it was a five gallon thing and I bought it. Then I realized like, hmm, maybe five gallons is enough. But let me ask, like, it's too much. But let me ask <laughs> my friend. He was like, no, that's good. That's just like, that's what I started out with, with, you know, him and his other friend, his other friend actually works at a brewery um, <clears throat> in like Palm Beach County. So like he, his friend like, you know, took that hobby and like really ran with it. So he, so my other friend, um, he's been, you know, he loves like just doing things and, you know, hanging out. So I was like, yeah, I, w- I want to try making, you know, craft beer. Um, I, I don't know i don't know i guess i i really can't say how i got like why i did that like it's i don't know like uh, (laughs) if i get an idea in my head sometimes i really just try to go go for it that's awesome it could have just been like (laughs) i i don't know it's funny how
0: the hobby ropes you in though too is you know you you mentioned and it's something we talk about constantly on the show this theme of community when it comes to beer and craft beer right um and we talk about it all the time so you nailed you nailed it when you you know mentioned it being so communal and i think for us an aspect pre covid of homebrewing home brewing was being able to create our own kind of communal you know our, our own level of community around our beer right and so it's you know it's you know it's easy to go to a craft brewery and you have those uh, those times with with friends and family you know ones that you love and some, some of the best memories that you make are at breweries just talking, you know, and a lot of things, I mean, you can talk about politics and have a different view of different opinions and you can walk away with a mutual respect and it was all based around the beer you were drinking, right? Right, and
3: yeah.
0: So for us, you know, a big thing for us was creating that level of community, you know, I, you know, I think uh, we have neighbors on my street of different races and, you um, and, 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 we all come together for the beer, you know, and, and I, I drop beers off to my neighbors. I have an African-American neighbor. I have neighbors from Prague, from Italy, and we all can come together and enjoy the beer together. And even though we may not have a ton in common, we are bonding over the beer. And I think that's one of the best aspects of craft beer. And that really puts it into perspective.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Let's take a a little bit of a left turn and chat about your improv and stand up comedy background. Okay. <laughs> you haven't uploaded to your YouTube account in a while. Is it something you still do? What what drew you to be kind of a stand up comic? Because as we talked about off the show, it's like with homebrewing. Once you homebrew one batch, you're a homebrewer. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no point where people go like now I'm a homebrewer. It's not when you okay. win a medal. It's not like the tenth batch of beer you brewed. I assume it's something similar with stand-up comedy. It's like once you have the balls to go up on stage and do your thing. And by the way, check out her, her comedy on YouTube. All you got to do is search the number seven and then Eandra, E-A-N-D-R-A. Um, I did. I was laughing pretty hard.
3: Oh, thank the you.
0: Ball, Just aside from the fact the balls it takes to get up there and do your thing is pretty <laughs> awesome, especially like for me. It's probably so easy for comics now to tell you, like they go up in front of a packed house of two thousand, five thousand people, whatever. Doing it in a room of ten people is probably much harder. It's
2: true, it you does, know. It is much
0: so, harder. talk about that journey. What, what, what was it? similar to homebrew? It was like I blinked. I don't know how I did it. I blinked, <laughs> and I was on stage, fucking telling jokes. Like, um, what happened? No,
2: I am not that brave. Um, I don't know, ever since I was, like, a kid watching, I, I like, I always loved, like, stand-up. On um, BET, there was a show called Comic View. And, and so it would just be, like, you know, some comedians, you know, that would just tell jokes. And what I loved about it was just that, like, when you're laughing, you're laughing because you know what they said is true, um, at least to an extent. You know, like, it's something that you can relate to, you know that it's true, and... There was just, like, just that beauty of, of storytelling, of truth-telling. Um, also, comedy helped me, you know, like, through college. Um, I, I used to get pretty, like... I, I'd have, like, bouts of depression um, in college. I just, I don't know, like, random bouts of, like, loneliness and depression. And to help me get out of it, I would watch stand-up comedy. And I'd watch, like, Ellen DeGeneres and... Just, um, like, pretty much anybody that I could find that had, you know, some stuff. Um, so stand-up comedy always had, like, a, like a really um, big place in my heart because it's just, you know, when you're laughing, you're having a good time, um, especially, like, when you're laughing at something that you could just absolutely relate to. So, like... I don't know. People would always say that I was like witty, um, sarcastic, clever, and stand-up has always just been something that I wanted to do. And I guess it was, I started it after college and I I did improv first because, I don't know, a lot of stand-up comedians did improv at first, even though you don't really have to, in case anyone's listening, you don't have to waste money taking improv classes to do stand up. You just take stand up classes. (laughs) But but it wasn't um, like, like I I really started to just like reevaluate my life and the things that I want to do. When my cousin uh, died in a car accident, uh, uh, Christmas 2013, which was like the same year that I graduated from college. And it, He and I were the same age and it was just, it was just like, really, I really just sat down and reflected on my life. Cause at the time, like, you know, there was just so much that I just haven't done in my life. You know, like I didn't even have a car. I was just living at home. I never even been on an airplane at that point. There was just so much in my life that I just hadn't done. And I was just really thinking like, why haven't I done these things? Like, who am I really living my life for? It's like, I have to live my life for myself. So I started just really getting out of my comfort zone because I learned that, you know, I realized that it's the only way to do things. Um, The only way to truly live is to get uncomfortable and um, be comfortable knowing you have to get uncomfortable. You have to... You know, do things even if it scares you. Like one of one of my mottos in life is to do it scared, because there's never going to be that right moment where, you know, you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm 100% ready for this. No, that's bullshit. Like, you there's never gonna be the moment where you're like totally motivated. You're to- like you're totally energized or whatever. You're, you might be like 60% energized, 20% motivated, but you still got to do it. Like, you know, I I work out. I I, I see a trainer. I hate every
0: second of it. Humble. Right?
2: <laughs> <yeah.
3: laughs> yes, thank you. I, I hate, you know,
0: I, yeah, I, I work see. out. I mean, listen, it's I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> work out. Yeah, I work at it. You know,
2: it's okay.
0: But fair enough. And I you hate. know, it's yeah. it's a great, great call out, you know, live every day as if it's your last. Like get get uncomfortable. And it's very similar, like whenever I get that text from Brandon at seven in the morning, like on my way. I get uncomfortable. I'm like, I have to have this motherfucker over my house so this again is her, for a brew this day. Is,
1: yeah, this is for a brew day. This is this because is for a brew day. she didn't okay. get this. I, she might have thought we were you were talking about maybe sexual relations, and that's not no, you
0: know. no. This I is mean, not no.
1: because sometimes I don't think when be you text upset about people, that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, definitely wouldn't be upset we about are. that. But the coming over for a brew day is. Got to get out of your comfort zone, like Leandra said. And just if I this piece of shit has to come over my house to brew, this I beer bring with me, then. you coffee
1: and a <laughs> breakfast sandwich if you want one.
0: Last time he came over, Leandro, he didn't. Bre- he didn't even ask if I wanted a coffee. He came I with a coffee. every time. I remember it like it was fucking yesterday. You didn't ask, and I remember because I was specifically bullshit about it.
1: So, sort of getting back on the uh, the home brewer uh, questions. Mm-hmm. So. There's sort of two ways people usually go with this hobby. Um, there's people that uh, you know are get modest equipment and able to make you know kits and and maybe a little partial grain and things like that. And then there's people that are spending f- five thousand dollars on huge uh, you know um, systems stainless and steel. vessels and stainless steel. So you're new, you just got in. Where do you see yourself landing in this hobby?
2: Um like I'm not sure um I tend to have crazy fantasies about, you know, like maybe ha- like owning like a or like starting up a like a brewery I know. I believe it's less than one percent of breweries are owned by Black people
1: in in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Something it's like
2: something abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I'm sure it's even smaller for Black women. But so I, I think that would like be pretty cool. Um. Or just to you know continue it as a hobby. Like it'd be cool to open up some kind of storefront eventually one day in life. Um. But. I don't know, like in terms of equipment, I'm not trying to get too, too crazy. Like, I can see how you can, it can get crazy very quickly. And oh, it can. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I see a lot of cool shits like, ooh, if I do this, <laughs> then I will be the best brewer. Oh, and we, like, you that's,
1: know. <laughs> we do that all the time. That's why right. we buy the shit.
2: And that's why like Amazon is so scary because like it'll it'll show you things. It'll be like, man, my entire life could just change in two days. Oh
1: yeah, you gotta go to (laughs) Then you gotta give you the sites. You gotta go to like the the actual brewing sites. You go to like get you some Blickman equipment, stainless Mm -hmm. steel. Yeah, it's not. It's it ends up being a rabbit hole of just. Do I need this? Do I need a canner? Well, I yeah.
0: I mean, we started we started home brewing, and we got into it and we were really pumped about it. We were brewing outside. I blinked, and I had eight to ten grand into my basement refinishing to brew, and then oh. uh, there you go. And then five hundred dollars for a homebrew system, and another few hundred for grain, and this and that. And yeah, I mean, it 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 adds up quickly. Right. Uh, but it's nice to know that you're more on our side than you are on the side of quitting. I mean, if you're opening your own brewery, you're probably getting. You're interested in the hobby. You love doing it, um, and and it's something you're super interested in. So it's definitely something to shoot for.
2: I'm definitely Um, staying cheap for now because I. I, Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because I've noticed, like with myself, if I start if I start expensive at first, and I'm not going to really want to do it. Like it's it's a weird irony. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but it's great. Those kits are great because it's starting with the process, and you're learning. I think those kits are awesome and, and you're yeah. learning everything you need to know about the basics, you know, if you want to go with all grade and things like that.
0: And to that point, I mean, you know, Amazon only has so much www.beer-wine.com. Uh, Beer and Wine Hobby, an official, the official homebrew store of the BrewTubers online brewers club have Just an amazing boring. array of homebrew kits the biggest selection of of kits i've ever seen they do kits from of local beers that you can brew uh all the way to the big guys and it's it's an extensive collection that i'm actually very very impressed with um taking a a little bit of another turn into your uh youtube show i don't even know if i want to call it a podcast because it's on youtube right you don't it's not in podcast form it's video based which is interesting because there are so many different mediums that are podcast-based now. Very few uh, have touched on that video aspect only of YouTube, which makes this really interesting. Um, The Melanated Council, it's described, for those of you that aren't aware, it's described on YouTube as a group of like-minded individuals that came together to rally behind Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang to bring awareness to the African American community. So with the passing of the Democratic primaries, we elected a new president, what does the show focus on now?
2: So um so it was initially called um, Melanated Council of Yang or McCoy at first. Um it was just a, a group of us who you know, yeah, like we rallied behind Andrew Yang and it just seemed as though the the stereotypes behind Yang supporters seemed to be like mainly like white men. And <clears throat> And we just kind of wanted to show people that it wasn't quite the case. We started the pod, we started the show, um, like after the prime, it was after, it was like during the pandemic, like a little bit before, um, George Floyd's passing and, you know, like it was, so we're still in the midst of the, you know, the 2020, um, election and, you know, we just sort of started this because we were kind of growing tired of going on other like yang supporters um channels when we're like we could just create our we could just create our own so so that's that's how it started um but then like once yang started on um, a humanity forward like thing where he was like supporting candidates you know who also supported universal basic income and, and things like that um, we we were starting to kind of go away from politics. We're always like, we would usually just talk about random topics, but we started to like further go away from politics and people who are on the show, you know, some of them started to actually run for Congress. Like Erica Rhodes is running for Congress in California um, district 30. She's absolutely fantastic. I, I, I know a person she's like a, an amazing, wonderful woman. Um, and people just had different, um, priorities. So we just started to kind of just slowly change the show and we wanted to just totally separate, like we're not, it's not like we're just like anti-Yang or anything, like we still love him, but like, we just wanted to be our own thing because we're sort of just transitioning to our own thing. So long story short, we, we need to update that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I thought it was just because, you know, we elected a new president and kind of Uh, the race is over for a little bit and Mm -hmm. I just thought that maybe you guys are transitioning, but it's good to know that, you know, that's kind of the plan moving forward. It seems.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Like we, we talk about like a, you know, like an, a myriad of of topics and it's, yeah, it's just, honestly, it's just very cathartic. It's, you know, honestly my two other hosts, I've actually never even met them in person. We've all met each other online and you know, they, they're, some of my best friends like we talk about everything and anything like they know me more than like you know people in, in real life that know me
0: such is <laughs> so so. the case that's how the internet works
2: oh um, yeah for sure
0: if i could keep my relationship to brandon just internet based i would
1: absolutely do it No, you <laughs> to make us he's closer a, obviously to, he likes. Exactly. he's a he likes yeah he's uh-huh. just uh um so we touched on it briefly about sort of the lack of minorities in beer. Um, do you have anything that you feel could make craft beer and homebrew community a little more inclusive going forward and a little less just boys club, specifically the white boys club?
2: Um, uh, straight up, I guess, have less boys in it. Damn voice. It. All right. well, I'll
0: thank you it's nice having sword. you on the show the leandra <laughs> mcgregor everybody uh, thanks this is for my coming retirement on. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm oh.
2: kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding um absolutely kidding um i'm the type who believes that instead of like forcing a seat at the table it's just to make your own table um so i guess to just like in order to like make it more inclusive, yeah, I guess definitely just try to do it yourself. I understand that I'm in a, a bit of a place of privilege, like I, you know, I'm still like you know gainfully employed. Um, I you know I still have my job, even though I'm working from home, so I can, you know, afford to you know buy a beer kit and try this and you know kind of get into it. But I do know that in Tampa, actually. Uh, actually, Saint Petersburg to be more exact. There's um, there's there's something called Beer Culture, spelled with a K, where it's actually run by a black woman, and she's trying. And it's like a, I believe it's a nonprofit or something where she's trying to get more um, people of color into the into the brewing space specifically. And I've never like I only like follow her on like Instagram and Twitter and things like that. But she works a lot with the um i think it's it's the only black black owned brewing company in florida which is called green bench brewing i have yet to try their beer like they have i saw that they have like one being sold but it's like in miami and it's like i don't want to drive all the way down to miami like ironically because traffic is so shitty down here i'd rather drive to to their brewery in st petersburg which is like four hours than to drive to miami which is like 45, 50 minutes, (laughs) 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 but yeah. So like, I know that, um, she works with, you know, with green bench brewing a lot and, you know, like they, they really just try to like hire, promote, get, um, people like beer certified and, you know, like brew certified. And they have like some sort of scholarship or program at university of South Florida, which is in Tampa, ironically, and um so I'm happy that you know she's doing that and is trying to make more black people and, and just people of color into the beer space. because um, I don't I don't quite know I like you know, I guess it's just like when you don't see people who look like you in the space, it sort of makes you feel like it's not for you. So <clears throat> I guess that's, that's probably
0: true. one of the reasons why we want to have I think there, there there are questions not to not to you know uh, alienate anybody but there are questions that we've had before like why don't you have guys on the show specifically white guys oh, well what could they possibly add to a conversation on this podcast that we couldn't you know mm-hmm. that, that what could we possibly what could they possibly add to the show that we would go you know what I never thought of that. You're a white guy (laughs) with a beard and you're a home brewer. I mean, listen, you're not going to surprise me, okay? So the thing is, with having folks on the show like you and you know, white females or whatever the case may be, you can offer a different perspective into the hobby, and that's Mm -hmm. what it's all about. I don't want to continually hear the same things all the time. I want to hear different perspectives, different ideas, different opinions, whether they agree with me or not. And it's very simple from a homebrew perspective. The more you get into it and the more interested you are, you're going to have different ingredients you're bringing to the table that I wouldn't think of, you know, whether, whether, whether it's, you know, a, a different ingredient from a, from your history in cooking or things your parent, your mom, dad made you growing up and you want to throw that in a beer, whatever the case may be like. And it's just things that I never thought of. So that's, that's what the hobby should be about. It shouldn't be about, all of us doing the same thing and looking the same. It should right. be about getting as many people with as many different backgrounds, and as many different experience, life experiences as you can all together. And let's all talk about how we can make our beer better because you can't, you can only go so far making your beer better, talking to the same person, doing the same thing all the time.
1: Yeah. I just want to make
2: it, it. Just,
1: oh, go on. gone. So, no, I was going to say, I just want to make it as comfortable as possible. Like you said, there's, you know, it's very tough when you go into an area and, and a space and, and you don't see people like you in it. So it's just like it's very small what we are able to do, like, but it's something. And we're just trying to make it, you know, make it comfortable for everybody because it's it's silly. It's it's sad, really, how the, the numbers of minorities in beer specifically Um mm-hmm. So it's just something that, like, we love to have fun, but it's it is something we're very passionate about,
2: right? No, I I totally get it. Um, I definitely wanted to add to um what you said, Nick, about seeing like the same thing or hearing the same sort of things, like. And I guess one of the one of the things I have noticed about breweries, um, and I don't know if it's like the case everywhere, but it sort of seems like it whenever I. I don't know, go to places. I don't know if it's just like a formula that just works, but, you know, you go to breweries and they always seem to have the same sort of shit going on, whether it's like they have like a trivia night or, um, you know, like the same t- types of games, like the big Jenga blocks and um, like...
0: Uh, the big Jenga blocks? That's so original. What are you talking
1: is- about? <laughs> you were just, you are describing, you're not, this is not a Florida thing. You're just describing every brewery of a certain level.
0: Yeah. I would like to offer an addendum to that statement. <laughs> Jenga is one of the most original. Big big Jenga. Human-sized Jenga. Or what Jenga in general. It's one of the best. All games. of it's
1: human-sized Jenga. Even regular Jenga isn't like <laughs> dog size. It's <laughs> bigger.
3: Jenga I've got messed up with what like, actually I, I
0: briefly I briefly forgot what Jenga was. That's why.
3: <laughs>
1: okay sit on your soapbox about Jenga when you forget what it is. Proceed. Big right. time fan of Jenga. <laughs> Alright.
0: Uh, up next is Brew Songs. Brew Songs is a bit that Brandon, myself, and when she was here, Adele. Um, Adele is dead from, on the podcast. She left the podcast. She's technically still alive. She's alive she's and well in Canada, but she left the podcast. She's not even
1: technically. She's very, she's thriving, would say.
0: <laughs> you could make the argument she's thriving. You can make the argument we're thriving.
1: <laughs> it's not an us against Nick. <laughs> and no, no. We love Adele. To I love it. I thing. We love Adele. Okay. No, okay.
0: We love Adele. Um, but it brew songs is a bit myself, Brandon and Adele thought up in our collective minds.
3: Okay. Uh,
0: it is a bit where uh, we each pick a song. Those songs, uh, represent our individual styles, what we're thinking. Maybe it's a song we've been listening to listening to all week. Maybe it's one that just really explains who we are as people or how we're feeling. Whatever the case may be, Brandon, we present those songs to the people. We riff on the songs. We have a great time. And then Brandon takes those songs and puts them in a playlist that you can follow on Spotify. It is called E12 Brew Songs on Spotify. That's E12 Brew Songs on Spotify. You, you don't even have to go into Spotify to search for it. You can go on Google, type E12, brew songs, all different words, except for the E12. That's one word. Kind of like Leandra's Instagram name, Seven Eandra. The number <laughs> seven, E-A-N-D-R-A. I mean, that's how it's said. And you can uh, uh, subscribe to that playlist and listen to the songs. And if you've been following along with the play with the podcast this long, you know what songs we picked. If you haven't, you can guess who put the songs on there based on what you know about us to this point? Follow that playlist: E twelve brew songs on Spotify, E 12 brew songs on Spotify. I am up first as a member of the show that prides himself on being very musically inclined and very intuned with the instruments. I listen to a song and I like pop pop pop. I know that's a drum. Ba That's the bass. I'm very I'm very with the musicalness of uh, of the that's- of the. Whatever I'm listening to. It's just
1: listening. You You're like, bop bop bah. Oh, that's a drum. Fucking musical savant.
0: Right. <laughs> when I'm listening, I can go, oh, man, like, he's probably really slapping the bass in this song right now. He's really hitting it hard. So okay. that's how I am. I'm very musically inclined. I know my music. I I hit after hit after hit on this podcast, Leandro. The people have spoken. They love my picks every week.
3: Mm.
0: My and this week is no different. My song this week is Dang by Mac Miller featuring Anderson .Paak off I of the album. I bang What did I tell you, Brandon? Suck me. Off of the That's album, so- The Divine <laughs> Feminine, released in 2000. I
1: didn't say anything. I didn't say any part of this. You that were very... Vitral.
0: Leandra, he was very... He was, he was yucking my yum. with With the, with the mu- instrument part, he was yucking my yum. Okay. can uh, This album, The Divine Feminine, released in 2016, 10 songs. This song itself, 5 minutes, 5 seconds. Also, 255 million plays on this song. And this is just two-step. You know what I'm saying? This uh, This is my lane. This is my comfort zone. Right? I go to a wedding. I'm dancing with my wife. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, listen, baby. This is, this is where I live. <laughs> 10 and 2. It's like driving for the first time, you know? I'm getting my learner's permit, you know? I'm 10 and 2-ing right now. I'm going straight. The guy's like, listen, you need to take a left, sir. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm going straight.
3: <laughs> you going to parallel
0: park at some point? Mm-mm, baby. I'm going straight. I don't know. You better hope that the school is is up up ahead about two miles. Because <laughs> if not, we're fucked. I'm going There's straight, There's nothing that
1: drive instructors like more than just confidence. The confidence to just... Disobey their direct orders. They're like, "I'm giving that man his license. Right. <laughs> he's got, he's got gumption. He just told me what he's gonna do. All right."
0: But guess what? At the end of the day, bro, you're in the captain no.
1: seat. You're the, you're in the driver's seat. Like, Literally, I just be 16, but you're the, you're the captain. Yeah, like, listen, we're going. I'm taking you for a ride, sir. We're going. I, we're gonna go to McDonald's, maybe. I don't know. I'm hungry.
0: I may not get us back to the school. I may help. I may. I may not get a, get us anywhere. All I know is wherever we're going, I'm going to get there safely because I'm going straight.
3: <laughs> That's it.
0: That's all I know. So this song is just. I mean, is there anything better to put on if you're a morning brewer? Your sparge water is heated up. Your strike water is heated up. You got two different vessels. You pop this son of a bitch on. at 6:55 in the morning. You haven't milled your grain yet. You got to mill the grain. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's it's perfect out. The fall crisp in the air is just right. You got the windows open in the brewery. Few things in life are better than a great song to start your brew day.
1: Good song. I love
3: this song.
0: And listen, rest in peace, Mac Miller. One of my favorite artists. Guy was unbelievable. And this song is incredible. Got the seal of approval from Leandra. Brandon is still listen. Hater's gonna hate. It is what it I is. I did
1: not. I still it not said. Is, it anything. is what it is. <laughs> listen, I have said nothing. It about is what the, it is. I've said nothing about this. Song.
0: A hater's gonna hate. Uh, Ti said that. I think. Uh, fuck Brandon. Ludacris said that. I'm sure on some it, song.
1: He did. Ludacris. Me and Luda have long standing beef. <laughs> <That's>, that
0: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. You like to start shit with people. So I, I feel like it's. I feel
2: like it's a, like a one sided
1: beef. I just have a feeling. <laughs> I know. I've been trying to squash it for years and he's just, <laughs> enough, so I, you know, I don't know what's going on.
0: He did an interview with Rolling Stone where he snuck in a fuck you. Brandon. I don't,
1: we don't but, talk about that interview. It was, it's very hurtful yeah. words he was saying. That's, well,
0: listen, fair <laughs> enough. Brandon's up next. Brandon's, as everybody knows, is, he claims to be a musical.
1: I don't. You know, he's kind of like you claim Brandon
0: claims and... to be the rain man of music. He can like sense it. He just understands music. Okay. So yeah, Brandon is like he thinks he hits home run after home run. The people might say a little bit different, but I'm not the people. Let's see, they have their you own. You
1: Are voice. the people? You are the you're the voice of this thing, and you set it up <laughs> the way you want to set it up. You're setting up narratives you how you want to set them up.
0: I only set them up based on things I'm told through back channels. Okay and i just follow through from 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 their brain to my lips what do they say from god's what do they say from god's mind to my lips whatever
3: sure anyway brandon's
0: song this week brandon's song this week is by sublime name of the song is krs1 off of the album 40 ounces to freedom released in 1992 22 songs which is which is heavy for an album in 1992, we like that. 22 songs, mm-hmm. one hour, nine minutes. This song itself, two minutes and 23 seconds. So Brandon one with a little bit of a quick one.
1: Yeah. So how my brain work was, I wanted to put in Step Into the World by uh, KRS-One. And then I said, oh, KRS-One. I like KRS-One by Sublime. And then I just mm-hmm. decided I wanted Sublime, uh, okay. KRS-One. Just how you I don't right?
0: know this, but this is actually this song is actually a to KRS-One. So yeah, this does the opposite of what you wanted it to do.
1: <laughs> You're an idiot. That's rude.
0: I actually don't know if this is a distant KRS-One. it's 100%
1: not a You haven't
0: read about that Sublime KRS-One beef in Hip Hop Daily? You guys need to get up on your fucking hip hop knowledge, idiots. <laughs> the old nineteen ninety two KRS One Sublime Beef it was one of I mean it was featured in so many articles. It
2: was. Right. It was. It's was like yeah, I yeah, know the rapper KRS one, so I'm surprised that there's a sublime song about it. I was like Yeah. Or like name i so a little confusing. KRS One,
0: one of his most famous songs is South Bronx, where he disses uh I can't remember the name of the rapper that he disses. Oh my god. South Bronx, it's an old song off of one of his first albums. It's a DJ, KRS-One. South Bronx diss. Google that shit. I'm doing it. I'm trying to figure it out here. Here you go. Uh, Did it, did it, did it, did it. Well, listen, regardless. South Bronx is a great diss track. One of the best.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, This is not that. Right. Leandra.
3: I this know. is a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this
0: isn't this isn't great. We're gonna I mean I feel
3: like we're adding <laughs> this isn't
1: in. how we do listen, songs is supposed to be a safe spot where you can play whatever fucking song you want. It's not a and you're making it hostile. And I don't like it. I don't like it. You're controlling <laughs> narratives first off, and then you're then you're making it. I don't like it. I don't like how this is going. I'm doing well, brew songs, but it's under protest.
0: That song is already over since two minutes. So that means we stopped talking. About <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up next is our guest, the guest of honor, the new home brewer, Brandon Improv, you're extraordinaire, <laughs> stand-up comedian. Yep. Selling out your local brewery's trivia night. Yep. She's she don't even uh, go
1: on the bank Jenga. She's got the uh, big Jenga. No, on, lock go out. right yeah.
0: into the lobby and listen to her spit some joke games. The uh, the, uh, me- the melanin council, right? The
2: melanated.
0: <laughs> melanated. Melan- I wasn't reading. Sorry, that's my bad. Melanin
2: council. <laughs> you're you're on the uh, right track. I'll no, give it listen. To you.
0: Listen, can't get blood from a stone, Leandra. Give me, you know, <laughs> cut me some slack here. Uh, it's not as if I have it written down seven times. Um, the Melanated Council, she is very, very talented. So we, she needs to come correct with this song this week. And
2: okay.
0: I'd like to think she has. Hitting up. A guy that I'm... An artist I've recently gotten into based on his NPR Tiny Desk concert, which I thought was awesome. Vince Staples, new-ish rapper to the commercial scene. Name of the song is North North, off of the album Summertime 06, released in 2015. 20 songs, 59 minutes, 15 seconds, 154 million downloads, 3 minutes, 3 seconds. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> the the voice is iconic at this point. You can't listen to this voice and go, like, you know immediately who it is if you right, know yeah. mainstream hip-hop.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, this is a good song. Now, admittedly, Leandra said, listen, I need you to know two things. One, I'm related to Conor McGregor. Two, I <laughs> don't listen to songs when I homebrew. She's like, I don't listen to songs when I homebrew. I li- would you say? You watch TV? Yeah,
2: like, I listen to, like, TV or whatever. Yeah. What are we? Sorry. What are
1: we watching during the homebrew? So,
2: um, just like usually, like a show that I've already watched. So, Insecure is a show. Well, like yep. their new season just started yesterday. Um, but um, well, how do you pay
0: good. attention? You know, you got your homebrewing thing going on. How right. how are you able to like dial into what's happening on TV?
2: Well, it's usually if it's a show that like I've already seen the previous four seasons like twice already, so mm. it's an easy show to kinda of put on. Um and just be able to listen to and know what's going on in the show. But like they have a really great array of music and it's just introduced me to like a lot of music and I just really love this song. <laughs> and and this song, it's like a very fun song. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty funny. Well it's not it's serious, but it's like you know, like entertaining. But there was a there was a really entertaining youtube video of like this this white suburban mom who i guess was driving her daughter to school and i guess the song came on the radio or something and the daughter knew all the words and she was just horrified by the words and so she like decided to come home and start pretty much like saying the lyrics of the song and like saying the n-word and everything and like a lot of people were just like getting upset (laughs) I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like, it's rap music. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah.
0: Like, As he just says the N-word, yeah.
2: Right. And, and it's just like, like I, like, I don't know, lady, just like, leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> like, hey, like, let's, like, let so us, like, do our shit, please. I remember
1: vividly uh, my dad driving on a road trip with me <laughs> somewhere and I was listening to my headphones and I was listening to Snoop Dogg doggy style
3: mm-hmm. and he's like
1: oh let's push, pop it on the old oh, the old uh, console here let's see yeah, what we're we'll, we'll listening to and he was mortified within two seconds he, he almost stopped the trip he was so oh. upset at everything. It, it, was just, it was just this weird, like, this weird thing of like, oh yeah. And for some reason, my stupid brain was like, Yeah, let's listen to this with my father. <laughs> Immediately granted that decision. And uh Conversely
0: so, first album I ever bought was with my father in the store, was DMX, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Now, okay. if anybody remembers the label art for that album. Was the label art is DMX covered in blood with his yep. hands out. Uh my father was not asking to listen to that mm-hmm. in the car at all. Mm-hmm. So your boy had on, had the Sony Walkman. Remember the Sony Walkman's? It was like they had those splashed like paint colors. It's like flat it was like a shiny red, a shiny blue. It's like a Sony. I can't remember the like name of the Walkman, but had my Walkman with my wired headphones. That I bought that album, and in hindsight, bad purchase, kid rock. Not
3: me. That <laughs> age poorly. Kid. Yeah.
0: Had no idea he was going to turn out to be such a fucking maniac. But the right. DMX one, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Very realistic, very reasonable purchase for a, I don't know, 15-year-old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my sure. father probably could have garnered from looking at the fucking album cover. That may be not a great album. <laughs> Also- when in the second song he mentions having sex with a corpse.
1: Yeah, well, yep, he did, he did. That happened. And and now that I'm thinking about this, listen, they're just bringing back old memories. Another my first CD was Outcast AT Aliens. Mm-hmm. The C D itself, just big old titties on that thing. Dad saw <laughs> that, was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> just like yeah, so like, listen, that's just my childhood. My dad thought I was just a, just an animal. Just <laughs> my oh, musical sorry. choices, just fucking out the out the room. So yeah, no, it wasn't great. And and look at
0: you now. You're picking, you're picking songs on a podcast by Sublime called KRS-One that nobody really gave a shit about. You've come so far, Brandon. Listen, good for no you. Need to <laughs> Holy shit! It's I'm,
2: like you're again, a full fledged, well rounded human being.
0: But that's like- right Leandre. he started as a caterpillar he <laughs> spread his wings and he bloomed into a butterfly that picks awful fucking music every week
1: um- <laughs> to say to people it's hurtful actually it's really hurtful things that you're saying but okay I mean, that's, I like that's how song, you choose to live like that's how the, you choose like to live song, thank you appreciate it <laughs>
0: Really, because I'm pretty sure, Leandre, you're full of shit. I didn't see Listen, you bopping your head You know what's the you problem?
1: It doesn't I'm matter confident. if she like the song. You can your it, head it,
2: to sublime. Like of course. Finish. That's a good point.
0: <laughs> good point.
1: It doesn't That's matter. a good point. It doesn't matter if she like it. Leandre, likes you just
0: said it in your
1: words. Thank she, you. She felt it in her heart to at Congrats. least tell me that, make me feel good before I go to bed tonight. Very nice.
0: Really, yeah, Brandon? You it. sure about that? Because I'm pretty sure it. when I put on my song, she was... Headbanging someone, I thought going to break her fucking
2: neck. <laughs> wow.
1: Nick. Nick.
2: No. I mean, you put on Anderson did, pack. That's like, that's like a, <laughs> you know, that's like an why did,
1: Yeah. Why are you. Th- See, this is the problem. You're too competitive. You're making things about competition. <laughs> Bruce Songs is for everybody, Bruce Songs is for the people, and you're just making this a competition. I don't like it.
0: Leandra, I can guarantee you, if he had picked the Anderson pack song, he'd be talking more shit than I am
1: right now. <laughs> that's not what this is about.
0: so whenever we watch like a patriots dolphins game and you know the dolphins are winning or whatever the case, whenever florida comes up in conversation we're always uh, us you know on the east coast are always like who the fuck who the fuck lives in florida that's from florida Everybody that lives in fucking Florida is a retiree or a transplant. No asshole lives, is from born and raised in Florida. You are born and raised in Florida. Yes,
2: (laughs) Yes, I am born and raised in Florida. (laughs) I'm, you know, one of like the 30 people who are born and raised in Florida.
0: Right. And that's the thing. Right. Exactly. Conversely, it's kind of like Hawaii. You know, like my wife and I just went to Hawaii about a month ago. Okay. And unfortunately, throughout the decades, the number of mainland Hawaiians, a hundred percent, has dwindled. Every generation, mm-hmm. it's kind of like I feel like that's kind of how it is in Florida. It's like every year, more old fucking people that don't live in Florida that aren't from Florida go to Florida to go and die. Like you, <laughs> I bet you, Jeez. I bet you like owning. Like being a pallbearer is big business. Like you you have to be like so rich. Because old people just go there and then they die and then it's like great. I got another one. Like it's you must cemetery business must be booming.
2: It's possible. I never even thought of that. Like, I won't lie, there is a fuck ton of old people. Yeah. Um, and it could get quite aggravating, especially if you're like looking for like a place to buy or rent. Because you'd be like, oh, man, this place is so cheap. Then you look, it's like, oh, it's a 55 and over community.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: There's like yeah. rules. Like you could never live there. And like you can't live there until you turn 55 or older. Right. So if I owned like if I owned one of those, uh, you know, like a, a, not a cemetery, if I if I owned a, <laughs> uh, a funeral home, mm-hmm. I would just go to like one of those new condo developments they just built for over fifty-fives, And I would just be slapping do not resuscitate on every door. Boom! 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 And I'd just be waiting for the money to roll in. That's all you gotta do. It'd be fucking perfect.
2: Oh my god! I mean, they're alive and can just be like, "Hey, no, please resuscitate. Take this off the store, so I can, you know, continue voting fucking poorly." But anyway.